This week, a Merced County mother and her newborn disappear. Hours later a burning body is discovered. Could this be the missing woman? And if so where's the baby? Next. Welcome to Murder in the Central Valley. The information contained in this podcast is obtained from online sources. All people reported on here are innocent until proven guilty. Most of these crimes have been through the court system and the suspects are either dead or tucked away safely in prison, due to graphic content, viewer discretion is advised. This week we are in Planada, about an hour north of Fresno. The date is December 2, 2010. This morning 26-year-old Ana Lila Diaz de Ceja is getting her son Luis Jr. ready for her mother-in-law to pick him up to walk to the bus stop. Luis Sr. has already gone to work. He and Ana were migrant farmworkers. The two just had their second child, Anthony, two months ago. With this new child, they decided Ana would be a stay-at-home mother. Work for a parent of a newborn never ends. Today she has to take Anthony to the clinic for a checkup. She packs a diaper bag, and prepares some bottles, then while still in her pajamas, she and baby Anthony get into her truck, a Chevy Avalanche and drive off, leaving the diaper bag and bottles behind. But where are they going? That part of the story started a few weeks before. Enter Maria Robles. Maria and Anna knew each other. They used to live in the same housing camp, years ago. One day Anna was at the clinic with her newborn and saw Maria. Robles immediately fell in love with Anthony. She hatched a plan to make him hers. Meet Jesus Castillo. One day Castillo was at a park in South Merced and an old brown crown Victoria came rolling up. The person driving the car whistled at him. He approached and saw the solo occupant of the car. It was a woman he had never met. She offered Castillo $1,500 to quote rob a baby and hit the lady. She said that it was her nephew and didn't want him to stay with his mother. She even offered him gloves. Jesus declined, the lady said she would look for someone else and drove off. A few weeks later Maria saw Anna and Anthony at Luis Jr.'s school. She too has kids in this school. On this day Maria tells Anna that she makes and sells scarves and that she should come by and look at them. Anna agrees. Maria also mentions that she is pregnant and due any day. And just like that, the trap was set. Before we go there though, let's take a look at Robles and her partner Velarde. Maria Teresa Ceja Robles, 33 and Jose Augustin Velarde, 37, live in Planada too. Most of the articles that I read, call her Teresa, but court documents call her Maria. So that's what I'll call her. They've been together since 2008. Jose works on a farm in nearby La Grande. A lot of residents in these parts work in agriculture. He has three children from a previous relationship but doesn't have custody of them. Maria has three children of her own that live with them. Upon having her third child she had her tubes tied and cannot have any more children. But now Velarde says he wants to have a baby with her. A boy. Maria went to a fertility clinic in Fresno but it would cost $15,000, which she couldn't afford. 
Jose didn't want her family to know that she couldn't get pregnant so he would make her stuff a pillow under her shirt and showed them old sonogram photos to fake a pregnancy. Velarde said he was having an affair with a married woman and she was pregnant with a boy that she would give them. According to court documents, whenever Maria said she didn't want to act like she was pregnant anymore, he would threaten to rape her 10-year-old daughter. So this brings us back to that fateful day in December. Anna, with little Anthony, pays Robles a visit to look at scarves. When they arrive Maria is home alone. Robles asks if she could hold Anthony. Anna obliges. The two women were shopping. Anna for scarves and Maria for a baby. And soon what Anna had would be hers. One town over in La Grande, Jose asks a co-worker for a ride home. It's about 9 a.m. and he says he has a dentist appointment and that Maria had family over so she couldn't pick him up. When he gets home, he sees Anna and Maria talking. Maria is holding little Anthony. Velarde gets behind Anna and starts strangling her. Her body goes limp. Anna is dead. Now Maria and Jose have a long day ahead of them. Discarding a body, ditching Anna's vehicle, and getting supplies for the new baby. A parent's work is never done. They load Anna's body into Maria's car and the two headed for a pre-planned area, Zeph's Orchard, in Snelling off of Highway 59. Jose takes Anna's truck to go get a gallon of gas. Robles arrives near the location and pulls over on the side of the road to wait for Jose. A local farm worker sees a brown crown Victoria with a woman sitting in it and thinks she's having car problems so he pulls over and asks her if she needs help. She seemed real nervous and said she was waiting for her husband. The man could see a baby carrier on the seat all covered with blankets. So he moves on, not suspecting a thing. Jose pulls up next to Maria in Anna's truck and the two drive off to take care of business. Jose takes Deseja's body deep into an almond orchard where nobody would ever find her, or so he thinks. Then dumped gasoline all over her and lit her up. They take Deseja's truck and leave it at another location in the same orchard and both leave in the car headed back down Highway 59. Having a fire on a farm is not an unusual occurrence. So when workers in the area saw black smoke billowing from the orchard, hardly anyone even noticed. About four hours later as farm workers got closer to the source of the fire, they noticed that this didn't smell like a normal ag burn. They could smell burning flesh. One of the workers walked over and could see right away it was human remains. The sheriff was called and they quickly taped the area off and the investigation started. All this, while nobody even knew Anna was missing. Luis Sr. is at work and Luis Jr. at school. Right now the father still has a wife and his son still has a mom, or so, they think, this would be the last remaining bit of normal life for the family. The Diseja family were tight-knit, and they looked after each other. Anna's mother-in-law saw that she hadn't made it home from Anthony's doctor's appointment yet, so she went to the bus stop and found little Luis Jr. waiting for his mother. The first clue that something was wrong. Her not being somewhere on time was a tell. A few hours later the California Highway Patrol get a call of a vehicle on fire outside of Atwater. It was the Robles Crown Vic. 
About an hour later CCTV catches Maria and Jose at the Merced Walmart. They pick up a bunch of supplies like diapers, formula, baby clothes, an infant seat, etc. They used Robo's EBT card to pay. Little did they know everything you buy on a welfare card is kept track of by the HSA. An hour later Maria reported her car stolen out of her driveway. When CHP came to take the report, they had already recovered her car. At about 7 p.m. Luis is worried. He got home from work and his mother is babysitting Junior, Anna never came home. He calls the sheriff to report his wife and son are missing. The sheriffs took the report and figured the body was probably Anna's but had no ID of the body in Snelling yet. Now the search was on. If the body is Anna's, then where's Anthony? Was he kidnapped or was he burned in the orchard, if it is indeed Anna that was out there? The news media plastered Anna and Anthony's picture all over the newspaper and TV. Back at the orchard investigators can't even figure out if the body is male or female. There was barely any flesh left on the bones. They took pictures of shoe and tire impressions. The tire tracks went about 25 feet back to the road. The next day a lady was walking along a bike path in Merced and found a baby's car seat in the water. Hearing about the missing baby, she called the police. The seat was missing its base. Investigators aren't sure if this is Anthony's seat so they show it to Luis. He broke down for the first time. It's suddenly become real. His wife is missing and presumed dead and his son's whereabouts unknown. Maria and an unidentified man pay a visit to the tow yard to get some stuff out of her car. Remember, the car had only been reported stolen and burned, as far as anyone knows, so it wasn't booked into evidence. They looked around in the trunk for a few minutes, then left. Back at Zeph's Orchard in Snelling, farm workers find a blue Chevy Avalanche. The sheriffs were called. This was Anna's truck. It was located a few miles from Anna's body. When investigators searched the truck, they found the base for the child seat and it matched the seat found by the woman in Merced. The tire tracks leaving the truck looked like they matched the ones leaving the scene where the body was. Dental records positively identify Anna as the body burning in the orchard. Five days later the intense search continued for baby Anthony. The media was relentlessly covering the story. Anthony's picture was everywhere. Robles and Velarde realize they're in over their heads. There's no way this child can blend into their family without being noticed. Early on December 7th they placed the naked baby in a pillowcase on the front porch of a random home in La Grande and fled. A man was outside de-icing his windshield and heard a mewing sound coming from the neighbor's porch. He went over to investigate and found Anthony motionless. He rang the doorbell and gave the baby to the homeowner. His head had been shaved. She called 911 and used heated towels to warm the cold stiff baby up until paramedics arrived. The homeowner was six months pregnant so she used her new baby's clothes to put on him. Paramedics treated him for hypothermia and little Anthony started to come to life. They transported him to the hospital. He barely survived. Back on the investigation front, the CHP contacted the Merced Sheriff's Department about the burned car. 
When there is a major crime in the area, law enforcement don't leave any stone unturned. When they went to the tow yard almost the entire car was destroyed but the bottoms of the tires were intact. They took an impression of them. They were a match to the tire tracks at the homicide scene in Snelling. Law enforcement had been eyeing Luis, Anna's husband, as the prime suspect, but now they have a new one, or even two. They head down to 85 Market Street in Planada and arrest Maria and Jose in their home. Detectives obtained a search warrant. In the house they found diapers, baby bottles, wipes, clothing and other infant paraphernalia. In their room they found a calendar, December 2nd was marked off and it said quote, Junior's B-Day. Jose named Anthony Jose Jr. They also found a picture where Maria looked pregnant attached to a sonogram photo that had the date removed. Seeing Robles mug shot on TV, Jesus Castillo came forward to tell investigators about the incident at the park in Merced. While being interrogated, Maria changed her story multiple times. First she said she never saw Ana that day. Then she changed it to her and Velarde were out of town and that one of his co-workers stole her car and killed Ana. The next story goes like this. Ana and Anthony were at the house and some gangsters tried to carjack her. Not wanting to upset her husband if they took her car, Ana stayed with the car and the gangsters took her. Seha said she held on to Anthony until she and Velarde left him on that porch five days later. After investigators told her they knew about her asking around at the park to kidnap and hit a woman, she changed it yet again to Anna and Anthony had come over to look at scarves. Somehow Anna fell and hit her head and died. In the end the two were charged with murder, kidnapping and child endangerment. Maria admitted that her and her boyfriend were addicted to meth. Jose wanted her to give him a new child, being desperate, she hatched a plot to kill Anna and kidnap baby Anthony. Seha blamed an abusive relationship with Velarde, forced her to do everything. This includes going to that park in Merced looking for a hitman. He also instructed her to tell her children that she was going to have a baby the next day at the hospital. She told them as instructed. Robles said on several occasions, she called 911 when Jose was being abusive but never followed through. She said she never wanted Ana to be killed. At work Jose never mentioned that he had a new child. In fact when he got the ride home saying he was going to the dentist, he was gone from work the next four days. Apparently, Velarde shaved the baby's head and wouldn't allow Seha to dress him. She also said that they saw a house where a woman had kids and she looked nice so that's why they placed Anthony on that particular porch. The trial happened in 2013. Maria and Jose were tried together with two juries. Robles was found guilty of first-degree murder, kidnapping, child endangerment, and solicitation to commit kidnapping and lying in wait. Velarde was found guilty of second-degree murder. Maria received life in prison and Jose a 27 years to life. Seha filed for an appeal in 2016. She said that her waiver of her Miranda rights and subsequent statements to police were unknowing because she was an uneducated and Spanish-speaking woman, and was given her Miranda admonitions in English and questioned mostly in English, although, the officers knew she was more comfortable in Spanish. It also claims that the court aired when the prosecution showed the jury pictures of Anna's burned body. They talked about her in-custody demeanor. 
She got violent during an emergency psychiatric evaluation and it took six to seven people to detain her. There's also accusations of Seha showing her breasts to jailers. The appeal was denied and the two sit in prison where they belong. Next week. When his wife leaves him and takes a new lover, Aaron Dunn steals a shotgun and drives an hour to where her new boyfriend lives and opens fire on anyone he sees. Don't miss, Overdone. On Murder in the Central Valley. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you liked what you've heard, leave a comment down below, and tell a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. MITCVYouTube.com You can also listen at MurderInTheCentralValley.com And if you have a case you think I should cover, email me at MurderInTheCentralValley at gmail.com Hope to see you next time.